Lakers, uh, you know, we got Alonzo hurt. We got LeBron probably going to, he's going to sit out the rest of the season. Are we talking about here Lakers? Are- by the way they started shooting bad boys three so bad I'm boys for life that. when the e is a three. Oh, all right let me grab some water i'll be right back a little uh and then we'll wrap with a little um is the e really a three mari oh, it is come. what are you oh my what, god what are you... he's got to get some water jade hydrate <laughs> Yo, has water been like scientifically proven to like calm you down when you're high or something? Because like, I mean, it, no, it's my uh, go-to. Because the thing, yeah, no, no, that's the thing. Because like, when I've this back in when I in my backsliding days, uh, when I used to do that, um, I used to, I went to water first. Like I splashed water on my face and I drunk water and I was like, all right, I'm cool. A, a but shower, I wasn't like, cool. I, I, I'll take a shower, no matter. Like I'll drink water and then shower. <laughs> if I'm really high. Still? <laughs> Got to absorb it through all your pores. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's it works. I did it last night. I took an edible last night before I went home. Oh man! Wow. Like I'm like driving home and I'm like I'm like, damn, I'm really high. So I start go- chugging the water I have in my car. <laughs> oh my god! And I, oh, I leveled Jade. out. I leveled out. Hey Jade, uh, do you want me to have the namers for the people that are audio only? No. Okay. Hold on, Ethan's coming Screw on. Screw you, Mariano. Ethan's coming on. I appreciate 20. you putting NBC So let's start, let's start, with, let's start with Boogie. Do you, want, do you want me to do that? Is that in your rider, Tom? Let's start it with, is in my contract. Let's start with so. Warriors since we got Ethan for 15 minutes. Right, Ethan? Oh, perfect. Wait, wait, can you guys see me or can I just see you? I see all of you. So we don't have this. enough spots. That's the problem. Yeah, Ethan, okay. so, like me, so, so you and I, we're just watching. Like we're just Honestly, I love hang it. on. Hang on, yeah. Ethan. Turn on your camera. Let me just see. No, 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 <laughs> no. I like this. Let me just see. I like this. I just like being the guards. <laughs> I like being the guards in the Panopticon. I like being able this to look see like, you. You know what this look like right now on the screen? On well, my screen, look like NBA Jam. Like yeah. Dave and Dave versus Tom and Waz. This is See, on mine, it's, this is fantastic. Yeah, this it's great. It's me and Waz. Mm. I, I like it. Like Jade, Mari, and I, we're, we're these researchers, and we're just watching you <laughs> through the uh, through the glass. Dave, you guys, yeah. Dave, we have to create we got, the like, we'll we have to create like, the CNN pads. version of this with everybody. We have notepads, and I'm, I'm I'm like probably the only one that's taking notes on everything that has nothing to do with what we're like actually looking at. Um. Are we all set? Actually, we got to do the CNN version. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it's like there's like 15 analysts on the desk. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I, I might be able to throw us all on there. We should do this shit like Shark Tank, where it's like, but, you know, the nah, big problem though is that it's this is going to organize the chaos a little too much because we can mm-hmm. see each other. Um, Does anybody watch CNN? By the way, I I, no. I know people watch. C- Here's the thing with CNN: people watch CNN. You know, there's a big news event. It still has this cachet. Put on CNN. Yes. Is there any show people watch? Is there? Is there? A- this is CNN. CNN is the show, I guess. Like it's just the you there know people this, tune into it. There was this great show uh, by this guy Anthony Bourdain that was oh, on. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Parts unknown. <laughs> I think that's about it. That's a throwback. Remember that? Remember when yeah. I revealed to the world that Anthony Bourdain's show is great, Ethan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About fifteen years into the into the whole phenomenon. Um, hey, have you guys watched these Golden State Warriors? They're incredible. Oh, that's that's a show. That's one oh, of the most man. entertaining shows on earth right now. My God. 
What's going on, Dave? Tom Haverstro from NBC Sports. What's going on, guys? Anthony Mays Yo. in the control center, by the way. There I am. Who else do we have? We got Ethan Sherwood Strauss. Yep. I actually and have to go. I actually have to go, guys, but I might call that later. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, yeah. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> That's the greatest Ethan feature ever, yo. Grand opening? Grand closing. I told you. I told you. That was like, like, you, that was like the old comic view where like as soon as the comic comes out, they tell one joke and it's like, all right, that's my time, y'all. Right, hit us back when you're done. See it. And Mariano Bivens. What's up, Mario? What's going on, man? I'm out hey, here. Jay, did you hit me with that link? That was literally the shortest appearance <laughs> of all time right there. There it was. I did. I just hit you in the Skype. I mean, that's it's close. Rick Ross on Monster was, was, was pretty short. <laughs> A lot of people forget he was on that song. Uh, not me. Data's not in the Skype. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is a mess already. Okay, so I guess we we might save the Warriors talk for when Ethan comes back. No, no, because we can't trust he'll be back. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so Boogie Cousins is back, guys. Came back uh, last Friday uh, against the Lakers. Looked pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. I, I was kind of stunned. I thought he would be slower. Uh, I didn't think his skills would be there, but he's clearly very talented and very skilled. Uh, and when he's operating in space, not getting double teamed, uh, it's like we're watching a different player in 36 minutes. Yeah. He's played 36 minutes. We always do that on basketball reference. Where we say per 36 minutes. He's actually played exactly 36 minutes this season. Uh, and this is not a big number, uh, by the way, but yeah. he is – 22 points in 36 minutes, 15 rebounds, eight assists, one turnover. <laughs> and Bro, he's shooting th- 35%. But forget the 35%. He's three for six from downtown. Uh, not a bad start for uh, for Boogie Cousins, who is their, like, what, sixth best player, fifth best player right, right now? Yeah, I mean, and, and this, uh, you know, let's go back to a conversation Tom and I had, you know, uh, you know a week or two ago now. You know, I told him, you know, he, he asked me my opinion on Boogie, how I thought he would look at his return. And, you know, I said from the jump, it took a lot of confidence for Boogie, even right when the injury happened, for him to just have the confidence to tweet out, you know, that he would be back and for his spirits to just be high in that moment. Um, Because it's easy to get down on yourself and just, you know, go to a, you know, you go to a dark place where you're like, you know what, I'm cutting everything off. But to see him back, I think that's a testament to the Warriors culture, like that locker room and those players. Because you got to think, in his career, this is the first time that he's been on a team. I mean, obviously, anybody that's that goes good. to the Warriors, it's the first time you've been on a team that's good, not only good, but players, it's a good environment. It's a good coach. It's a good, you know, it's a good system and everything for him. And I think especially for him because he's coming back from an injury and he was such a heralded player before this, 
you got guys that's encouraging you because these guys are fans too. Like these guys love the game of basketball like we do, and they want they want you there. So when he's there and he's getting that type of love and you got this support system, you got to think you get you surrounded by Draymond Green, Steph, Clay, KD, everybody, and they're rooting for you. I think that's great for him. Like I, th- I think that's why that plays a, a a much larger part in his comeback. You know what I mean? Other than just his talent, because obviously we know he's talented, but that Achilles is just a it's a it's a killer any other time. But I think because he was in a right environment, he was like nurtured properly. Like I think you know that that's why we're seeing this. I'm we glad also. He's back. We also only think about the Warriors in the death lineup, yeah. but Andrew Bogut w- was instrumental to what they did in that yeah. 73 win season. Yep. Uh, Zaza Pachulia, sure. they missed him this season. Like that's, right. that's for real. Uh, like they really did. JaVale miss McGee. Him. Like, we, yeah. We about uh, well, well, <laughs> it, more so I think what you're talking about, Dave is the playmaking, just like a lever on the offense. So you could throw it into the high right. post and run plays through him. Like Zaza and Bogut could do that. And so yeah. far, no one else could do that in the five spot and boogies, man, that went the first night when he did that, like backdoor pass through, I mean, yeah. who was it? Was it KD or, or a Guadala? I, I forget who it was. But it was just like, wow. Where he was uh, at the they, elbow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, yeah, he's super skilled. Yeah, yeah. Just the idea that he could just come in, not having played and understand the Warriors, read and react. Um, where it's not like they're j- – like a lot of times Clay and Steph are reading their defender. They're not, you know, necessarily running a set play and that you could just insert Boogie into that. And he knows what Clay wants to do next. Immediately, and you know the guy is huge, right? Like yeah. he can set a good screen if and when he feels like it. For sure, uh, you know this stuff is gonna matter and it's gonna help. And I'm curious to see when teams who aren't the LeBronless Lakers play them and actually have a game plan. Um, cause that's the thing about Boogie Cousins is uh, he's the type of guy who can punish a big to small switch. Yep. Like immediately, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he will put a small guy underneath the hoop immediately. So he adds a component that's just kind of crazy. You, you know what's crazy? Yeah. It was, no. What's crazy wise too though is that because like I think the reason why he fits in too is his game is based on a lot of, like you said, he can punish a small defender like on a switch. A lot of the Warriors offense is based off just body language. It's like unspoken communication between those two. So like you see Clay with the rock, you see KD, it's like he might look KD and be like, look, this they they say so much without saying anything. It's like this dude is giving me this. Just clear it out. I'm gonna do this. But Boogie, yeah. it's like his whole, you know, his whole career, I feel like, is his body language looking at his teammates just not really saying much. Like, look, <laughs> I'm about to take this dude to the rat. Y'all already know what this is when I give y'all this look. So I think that's why it's like a seamless transition because that offense is just clicking. And I think he was the perfect piece to add because that's all he wants to do. He wants to look around. That's where a lot of his frustration used to come from because it's like, fam, you can't really coach. To quote the great Cameron, I take suggestions, but you can't coach a genius. Like, you, you can't really <laughs> coach what I'm about to do right now, man. Like, just let me, yeah. let me cook. And, and, you know, with caveats, of course, they've played the they've played the LeBron-less Lakers twice. Right, 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 right. right. Helps. The Lonzo you know list. Let's, let's be honest. Okay, the Lonzo list, LeBron-less Lakers who aren't, you know – they haven't shown themselves to be a quality team yeah. or even a mediocre team without LeBron James. So there's that. And of course, you know, because I'm only interested in myself sounding smart and looking smart. Uh, I haven't <laughs> seen, like it's, it's too early to see anybody like attack them defensively. 
you know, who can actually exploit uh, the deficiencies that Boogie generally brings to yeah. um, a defense. So I'm interested to see that. I didn't think like this Boogie thing was going to be that big of a difference to an already all-time great offense. But, you yeah. know, if, if he's going to be sprinting down the goddamn floor, right. crushing people with screens, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, hitting I mean, every I mean, backdoor cutter. Like, I'm sorry. It's going to be and, the- and, and then you, But you know what, too, though? Like, for, for me, some of it, watching the Warriors, some of it is, like, none of this even matters, like, the team that they're playing because, like, even if we see a team, you know, this is, what, January, right? We see teams play them well and, you know, sometimes a team might get the best of them. You beat them by 20 points. You beat them, you know, whatever, right? You play them close. For me, it's just like I'm, I'm really not putting stock into it no matter what teams come up with because this is January. And, like, none of this matters now because we all know that when the time, you know, when the playoffs run around, this shit ain't going to matter. Like, you know, yeah. you, you still have to play them the seven-game series. You got to see them. You're going to have to but see I them four team, times. I think like between it's just, now and, and May and June, teams will get smarter. Obviously, yeah, they'll have more yeah. tape. They'll, you know, have more data on their uh, tendencies and all of that. But, man, it, it, as my man Mark Stein tweeted out yesterday, he's like, it looked hopeless. <laughs> the NBA looked hopeless. Yeah. Boogie just, setting no, screens for Clay. And he goes, crazy. I mean, 10 for 10 uh, to start the game uh, last night. Um, just, I mean, it's not fair. That's basically what it is. It's not fair. Um, I, I hate to be that guy who's <laughs> <laughs> for the you guys for are the watching that are at listening. Home, yeah. This is what's not fair. The Dave is getting at the boogie man death lineup. Can we get a Can we get a name for it? What's the, what's the who consensus? Is, who, who is this? Who is this lineup? This five man. I'd this be, uh, just- Steph clay. KD, Draymond, and Boogie. The starting okay. lineup. Not Iggy Plus 35. and Boogie. Boogie Nice. Iggy's the Boogie Nice, baby. Boogie Nice. So 35. the Warriors <laughs> Boogie Man death lineup. So it's just the five all NBA guys. The scoreboard <laughs> is 55 to 20 in 18 minutes. That's plus 35 um, in just 18 minutes so far. Granted, yes, it's the L- Lonzo Ballis, Michael Beasley. Is Michael Beasley playing? I don't know. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's playing last he's night. Playing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He uh, wore the right shorts, too. <laughs> Clippers, Clippers and Lakers, okay. Uh, but per 100 possessions, the offensive rating is 131. The defensive rating is 45 and a half, guys, for a net rating of 85 and a half. Don't worry about small sample size. That's going to be Man. sustainable for the rest the of you. The Boogie no, the Fever lineup. Yeah, right. The uh, opponents are shooting six of 36. That's 17%. One of 12 from deep and have this is the crazy number 10 turnovers in 18 minutes of basketball against Boogie and that starting lineup. So, which of those numbers do you think is most sustainable and which do you think is, yeah, that's not going to carry? The defense. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, especially got, they've got that in them, though. Right. They just they just don't show it. I mean, like you watched last night, the Lakers game, they were all over the place. They just don't bring that effort all the time. Yeah. But I also want to see teams put Boogie in the pick and roll where I don't like his chances to stand up in isolation against, to say, a Kyrie or a Kawhi or a James Harden. Um, and I don't like him. I don't like him playing the pick and roll straight up. Because right. in the past, his tendency has been to just hang out all the way by the basket, 
right? <laughs> like just straight up drop back. Like he doesn't want to defend people out by the three. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see with teams that have the personnel, right? Like yeah. you have to have a James Harden, a Damian Lillard, a Kyrie Irving, uh, even Kawhi, who has the capability of pulling up from three. You yeah. have to have the personnel to actually execute against a team that wants to play that ultra conservative and pick and roll. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what teams do in the future with that. But like, man, you don't, that, this that, shit looks scary, I'm, man. You don't have to switch pick and roll though. So I you mean, don't like, have to. like the Spurs have gotten away for years with not switching to pick and roll. They drop their bigs constantly. So there is a way to do it. And, and honestly, I bet Steve Kerr would rather drop his big because that's what you would do 10 years ago, right? Like yeah. you just drop the big, right? And, but also and they, make those Spurs, guys fight over. Spurs are one of the few teams whose defense is matchup specific, right? And and not and even just matchup lineup specific, right? Depending on not only what team I'm playing, depending on what players they have on the floor, right. is how we're gonna decide to you know switch our pick and roll coverages. This, but they're the exception to that rule. Like they can figure out how to manage most situations because they're just that freaking good institutionally. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know that Boogie is there yet. To, not to say that he couldn't. It just seems like in the past he hasn't had any interest. Although he has had periods where he was really, like his team was really damn good with him on the floor, at center on defense. Yeah, but that, so that's why I think it's so. not that he's not capable. It's just in the past for whatever reason, in sack yeah, town. He hasn't shown it. Yeah, I, um, but that's why I think the like offense. I think out of all those, now I think the offense is the most sustainable thing for the Warriors because they hang their hat on, okay, if you're going to let that guy get off, if you're going to let James Harden get off or Kawhi, whoever, we're going to outgun you because oh there's God. a pecking order. Steph is off. Okay, cool. Let's go to KD. Okay, he's off. Okay, let's, let's go to Clay. Oh, Clay is like, there's a, you know, a lot of teams don't have the luxury of saying, oh, if our star is off, we can depend on this guy. Like, you may have one star, you may have one guy who's close to it, but. You don't have a Steph. You don't have a Clay. You don't have a KD or a Draymond or now a Boogie. So it's like, you know, I, I feel like they can any given night one of those guys can go off for forty. Even if the last, other guys last go night, off for twenty. Last yeah, night you, the you, Lakers you held saying? KD, Steph, Boogie, and Dre to forty-four points, and Clay Thompson scored <laughs> forty-four I'm, points. Exactly. So it, exactly, that's, they that's always life. have an they have they always have an X factor. So it's like it's you the know, lady a, or the tiger. It's, it's, it's like we said, it's like we said, um, I guess a year ago, we're like, you know, talking about flipping the switch where people were talking about Cleveland can flip a switch. And it's like, no, the Warriors can flip a switch because they have the luxury of saying, wait, we, we wait, 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 what's, what, what's, what's the lady or the tiger? It's oh. the lady or the tiger, but it's always the tiger, <laughs> right? That's what's happened. You don't wait. You don't, you don't know the lady or the tiger. I know the scorpion and the frog. Is it like that? Uh, well, it's like there's. I a just couple know of the doors. tortoise in the hair. All right, yeah, there's a couple of doors behind the door. There's either a lady or a tiger. But with the warriors, it's always a tiger. Ah, uh, okay. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I thought what about was, a female tiger. A tigress. Stocking cat. Ethan. <laughs> Ethan. Yes. How are yes. they going to defend pick and roll with Boogie? Um, by scoring a million more points than the other team, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Ethan's actually the one who's ruined basketball. It's not the Warriors. <laughs> Ethan. Ethan has made basketball great, yo. Yeah, so, just, <laughs> the one thing that I'll say about Boogie, like while I mean he has looked great, he's running the floor hard. He's clearly not in game shape. Although 
physically, like he looks like he's in better condition, right? Like he looks kind of skinny, uh, not not as slim as I'd like to see him, but you know, we'll it's all that Luther April. Vandross and Aretha Franklin he's been listening to while he's <laughs> while he's working out. And, well, but uh, his lateral movement was never great, and what little bit I've seen him in the, in these two games, uh, it actually looks just as bad. So I don't know that that really matters, like when you're uh, when you're assessing him, but. Yeah, um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna score like crazy with him. On and the, the thing is, in previous years, whenever Steph would go to the line, uh, go to the bench, they would have trouble generating quality offense. Um, you know, Steph missed all that time, and somehow they were able to score, you know, efficiently with KD with just KD, uh, Clay Thompson, yeah. and Draymond, and they, somehow they figured out how to do that. I don't, you know, oh, man. Not yeah. you guys, well, Steve Kerr is a genius. You guys, I want to know what the Warriors think, like the people inside the Warriors organization, what they think of Boogie so far and how they've incorporated him. They're very yeah. impressed. They didn't think that he would be this, this, this quickly. They knew he was working hard, but they're, they're pleasantly surprised. But you guys need to be talking about the, the real speculation right here, which is let's say Boogie gets back to looking like Sacramento Kings Boogie. Okay. It's not a, it's not a crazy scenario. We haven't quite seen the low post scoring, but the shot is there right now. He looks a lot better than people might think. What's your closing lineup then? I still I mean, think you have I, to have Iguodala on the court. I, mean, I think so depends. too. Yeah, I think so too. Mix and that's not that's not the guy. That's not the guy who would be squeezed out. I feel like I feel like every time every time You're we talk saying, about these, these lineup situations, I feel like Iguodala is on the bench. He just plays that uh, Finals MVP card. He's like, hey, listen, all right. Well, either, can, can we it just ta- be who's are, feeling good that night? Are we talking? Are they? De- let's say they're down I don't five know. or like down ten. That's the interesting thing to manage going forward, though. I mean, look, it's a great problem to have. It's a great issue to have. They have more talent than any other team. This might be the greatest offensive team in the history of basketball. Um, I don't think that's crazy. I, nobody jumped in and said, whoa, 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 either when I said that. I no. think it's it, – yeah, I, it, that, that might be – On paper, like the yeah. parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you might have to manage something if you think that your best lineup includes Boogie – if you think if you think that and they might be more inclined to think that than a lot of observers Kerr likes having a center, then that's an interesting situation to manage if that comes down the road. So that's something I'm watching for. That's Kerr, potentially very intriguing. Kerr with the yeah. center is the, the most interesting aspect of this to me, because I know he wants to get scoring opportunities out of the post, not just running split cuts and and having guys make make plays. But um, this is the first time he's had a guy who can really get buckets from the post. I mean, it, it, I don't know, man. I I think it's, it's not fair. That's where I'm at. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like in today's NBA, you're going to want to maximize your switchability. And that's why you go with uh, Andre Wadala over boogie in, in that lineup so that you have Draymond. That's that. That's not the guy who would lose out. That's not the guy. Because he's who's going to sit down in that. that, that, mm, Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying boogie sits in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Ethan is saying, that Draymond would sit. Maybe See, they just and, and, maybe they just throw a curveball and they sit KD. The thing yeah. about that is like what what works for what works for, for next Warriors, year. What works for the Warriors is based off of like they're the Warriors, right? Like everybody else, if you got Boogie in your team, there's no question that Boogie's in your line. I don't care if it's start, finish, middle, whatever. Like he's there for the Warriors. It's like we don't necessarily 
need this piece right here because we've seen this work before. Like we've seen Iguodala work. We've seen Dre, all these other guys work before. So the fact that they have that option is like, like, like Dave said, like it's, it's unfair. So I think what works for them is just like what's been working. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, they don't need to change Boogie anything. Is the league, beach though. house. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, you know, as far as closing lineups, it should absolutely, it has to be matchup specific. Like you can't just blankly say, oh, we're going to sit Draymond or we're going to sit Boogie or we're going to sit Iggy. Cause we know they're going to play Steph, KD and, um, and Clay for sure, for sure. Like those three, the other three are who going to have to rotate in and out. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't see why I couldn't be Iggy, right? Like, I don't see why. Well, KD let's say you're playing the Thunder. Still. Let's say you're let's say you're playing the Thunder and Stephen Adams is in their closing lineup. Oh, Boogie, Boogie, All right? Oh, you got. Oh, yeah. I, you right. know what? Gonna get I think you I know what you're you getting at. You put Draymond out there because now Stephen be Adams stuff. is not going to put his hands up. <laughs> He's going to put his hands down to guard from other things. So Steve Kerr might take him away Steph as a Curry. defender. Steph Curry in crunch time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I but mean, my, yo, my suggestion, my suggestion, my suggestion to this joke. whole thing, to be honest with you, just to just end all of this and like, you know, sh- you know, get that bench showed up and everything. Bring Monte back, baby. Let Monte get a ring. <laughs> just do that. How about that? <laughs> well, nobody, that you know what I mean? Amazing. Like, where is Monte right now? Is he in Mississippi? Listen, I, listen I'm, and I'm serious. I'm not even joking. Like the entire time this Warriors run has been happening. The one thing that's been in my mind is like, please bring Monte back so we can just enjoy some. Please, like, just is he in please, China please. is he in Turkey? What's he doing? He's a man of the people. He's out there touching the people. Uh, he's, he's kissing babies, he's shaking hands. You know, she brushing his waves. You know, things like that. Watch. You know, he's sick. <laughs> Their uh, offensive rating this month is one twenty six point eight. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm bouncing. Way, though, it's nice. I, I don't want to derail things too much, by the way. I don't want to derail things too much, but th- this is how my brain works with the free association. We talked about Monte. I remember back when Monte was uh, playing on the Warriors and I would show up and he wouldn't talk to the media and he'd have his headphones on. He'd always eat a turkey sandwich. He'd always eat a turkey sandwich, I think, in pregame. And you just didn't didn't talk to him. And then I remember that on Packer Knives and Go, the podcast hosted by Tom and Kevin, they were slandering turkey as a meat. They went on. They, they just went in on turkey for five wow. minutes and That's said crazy. it's just terrible. And mm-hmm. Allie was very offended as a turkey file. And I, I just look, I look, I don't want to derail things too much. But, Tom, are you sticking with that? that take the tur- the, so the, the, everybody hates turkey. Blew everybody hates mind. turkey. I, I I think it, I think it was Kevin, not me. Kevin went in. Yeah, Kevin oh, did okay. go in, but you didn't fight. You didn't fight for turkey. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the processed type of turkey, like the boar's head? Oh yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Boar's oh, yeah. It depends which type of turkey. Fla- we're three flavors: the honey glazed, incredible. Mm, I've heard this. Right, but the point is, is that the po- the reason why it's good Buffalo is because of the chicken. honey glazed. Okay, it's not because okay, of the turkey. Tom, Tom, the honey glaze is incredible. <laughs> the Cajun. You ever had the Cajun turkey from Boar's Head? No. I'm sure it's delicious because the Asian is delicious. Yo, is there a sriracha okay, now? Now, number three, number you know three. why sriracha is delicious? The sriracha turkey is delicious because of the sriracha. It's okay right, so to say. Listen, listen, it's okay for food to be a vehicle. Oh, so you said it's only good because of the feature. Right. So, so it's like a DJ Khaled. Oh, Tom, be, you Tom, know. you gotta have the jerk turkey. Go have the jerk turkey. <laughs> it's, boy the jerk, it's the jerk seasoning. That's the, good. The, the yes. way you disrespect turkey, boys, head turkey. That's what? crazy, yo. I love turkey. 
I'm turkey turkey is not a standout, but it's a it's a glue guy. It's holding a the good, sandwich listen, together. A good, a good turkey sandwich is like Joe Ingles, be like it's like you yeah. you're not gonna talk about it on top ten, top five discussions, but you should because no you those it, numbers. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a hater on, too, on turkey like Kevin is, but the deal is is that turkey is good because it's a blank canvas, and therefore it is not good. If your argument is, hey, have you had eight different times of flavored turkey? Okay. <laughs> If that's that, 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 my argument okay, against Tom, fish, Tom, have you had turkey, like a, neck? turkey neck is fire. That's, uh, well, that's, now we're talking about like whole well, like turkey parts. Kevin, like, we're talking about, about turkey. Kevin was really going in on the white meat of turkey, not necessarily. <laughs> oh, well, dark meat is where it's it at anyway. Dry. It is dry. The, I, the, what are we doing? White, what are we doing? Like turkey breast. <laughs> I disagree, man. I disagree. I'm about, I think you got to. I, even dark meat, like chicken, like well, a chicken way, thigh I, is so much better than chicken You know what's funny? I, I, I totally agree with Kevin's take. He referenced <laughs> half the world. There will be other turkeys in Vietnam. <laughs> like, yeah, well, he got very offended because Kevin was saying that these other countries don't serve turkey and a- a- Ali was playing the podcast kind of uh, not not in the headphones she goes well they don't have turkeys there this is ridiculous <laughs> Yo, you know Come what on, sounds out because you know what thank you no, Ali, do, and I agree with turkey that and Haiti for turkey sure. Haitians love turkey but turkey honestly if I'm being real it's like when you've you know made chicken and you've made pork and you've made um goat and you've made beef, you know, and you're just t- like you're just it's literally the last resort though. I'm not it's gonna like, lie, it's sandwich meat. No, it's, it's sandwich meat. Ham is the last resort. There's oh. a reason we only have turkey yeah. once a year on Thanksgiving. It's because it's mediocre. It's well, good it's also because it's really big. big. I would want a ribeye if I have to just choose a meat that I would eat on on its own, but I wouldn't want a ribeye sandwich necessarily. Yeah, it's a waste of a ribeye. A ribeye sandwich is still good, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a waste. But can you eat a ribeye with stuffing? I'm waiting for Ethan to say, and that's why Boogie Cousins is turkey. (laughs) Can you eat a ribeye with stuffing? No, you can't. No, but that's a, and then again, like, like, like Kevin's point is that, uh, like on 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 Christmas or Thanksgiving, if you have a turkey, you're smothering it in gravy because, nah. like, it's smothering good everything on your turkey on your Thanksgiving. That's right. Plate Everything's gravy getting gravy because yeah. that's the best part of Thanksgiving. I mean, but, but guess what? Turkey, gravy comes from turkey. The beauty of turkey, I think, is that it's not so wet that you can add things like mayonnaise and mustard and whatever you want, a cranberry sauce, whatever you want to put on there for the sandwich. Whatever, but it's whatever you want to put on there. And I think that's just hand the mic to to uh, to Allie. Because you're you're just you're just you're just (laughs) giving her take and and getting riled up. Yeah. On her behalf, when you just said you believe, no, this is this is all projection. This is all me and my <laughs> misplaced. I, I I'm frustrated because Allie likes the poultry meats but doesn't quite like the red meats, and I've got the sous vide. And look, let's get back to the Warriors. What were we even talking about? What was going on? <laughs> I, with- I love that ad for Pack Your Nuts. Ethan's just you. mad that he can't sous vide turkey. Uh, I'm mad that I can't sous vide the other meats as often as I would want to because Allie likes chicken and turkey. That's that's the real anger. That's what's really going what on. Would you be sous veding? You would be doing oh. lamb. Oh yes, lamb. Um, although I'm Pork just so. Chop. Just, uh, you can sous vide the breast. Yo, if you I, I ever have. listen, yeah. you follow Ethan on Instagram. He posts the greatest, the greatest cuts of meat ever. You know, like. I, and I, you know, what's crazy? you know what's crazy, Mario? I have to eat that myself. Not have to because it's good. Allie will not eat that. She will not eat oh, the stuff. Talking about, this is incredible, right? yo. Talking about food? We're talking hey, about man. food. Talking hey, about man. food. 
you know, and, and for a tip for everybody, if you do have a sous vide, I recommend Chuck steak. Uh, it's a cheaper cut, but if you like ribeye, if you like that kind of cut, um, it's a much cheaper version with a lot of marbling and it's how you get the gout anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey guys, we got a chat going on. We got a chat with the live video for the Patreons. Oh. Uh, I wanted to say, uh, Sam Powers says, I'm with you, Ethan. My wife won't eat beef or red meat ever. So I'm stuck with a lot of turkey and chicken. Wait, yeah. Where is this chat? I'm glad, chat? I'm glad I'm not alone. I had a, you guys ever had the rotisserie chicken from Costco? Allegedly, Ooh. it's like famous. Is that, is that true? Is that, is, is the rotisserie? It's very good. Costco's like, uh, Cos- like the eighth wonder of the world. So yeah, Costco was good, man. Costco is, you can get you a, a, a damn flat Fam, screen and a rotisserie. The greatest, listen, the greatest pizza. <laughs> well, no, no, you know what? I'm lying. The greatest pizza I had was in New York and LA. I got to ask Rob, what was that pizza spot out in LA? Cause that pizza was incredible, but like the third best pizza is like at Costco and shit like that. Like you get that pizza. Yeah, from- my girl God. loves the freaking Costco pizza. Listen. Uh, are you on your phone, it's, Mark? Yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't even know we were live. I don't know put if the link in the Skype. Oh, okay. Skype uh, chat. Got All right, where are we going next? Well, we I want to talk about the Lakers because, yeah. uh, you know, they are trash, basically. Yes, facts. Um, this, this is a lottery team without LeBron James. This is what yeah. I've been saying since uh, the summer. This is why I even thought with LeBron, there was a chance they could miss the playoffs. Yes. Yes. Right? They're not just a chance, a solid chance they miss the playoffs because of things like this, where I think LeBron, if he's at all not feeling good or feeling bored or feeling injured, he'd take his sweet time to get back. Yeah, extended break. And the difference between LeBron Lakers and the Lakers is the difference between ribeye and turkey. Okay, Ah, so ah, the issue, the issue is that LeBron has no incentive to rush back to this team because this is a tricky injury. The groin injury has been a lot harder to rehab than he originally thought, or at least the Lakers originally thought. And so he's going to he's going to come back when he's ready. Kind of like Boogie came back three months or two months after, you know, the normal uh, timetable for an Achilles injury. So I think that's the issue is not that the LeBron Lakers are going to miss the playoffs. It's that the LeBron Lakers in his age 34 season, uh, if he's going to get at all injured, it's going to be a long time. And that gap between the two teams is so stark that like, you're seeing it like, Look, they need LeBron back ASAP, but is he going to come back just to make the playoffs? I hear you, Tom, and I hear everything you're saying, but when LeBron comes back, give me the Lakers against every single one of these Western Conference teams in the playoffs. Denver, wow. get out of here. got to get to the playoffs. Get out of here. What? Um, Fam, listen. No. no uh, OKC, get out of here. You, like, really? Me, no, hold, hold on. Hold on. Yo. Are, are they going to make a trade? <laughs> Well, I think right now have. it doesn't seem like it, right? No, not with Lonzo hurt. Like that's Lonzo that's hurt with LeBron out. Like there's no, there's yo, yo, no yo, sense like, in them the like, swinging for the fences right now. Any watching, chance- the, watching the Lakers this season, dog, they play like a great Rucker Park team at times. Like they have moments where like 20 points at a time, they can look dominant. But then after that, when it's like an actual basketball game, it's like, okay, now what? Okay, that three didn't fall. Now what? 
now I'm about to go down here and score nine on you and you can't do anything about it. Like, it's just, like, they're way too inconsistent for me to bet my money on them against any other team in the playoffs. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure that that Lakers team will probably beat the Blazers in the playoffs, to be real with you. Like, if, if they match up against Dame, Dame is sending them hold home. On, hold on. For my so money, saying- Dame is sending them home. OKC is sending them home. You, for my money, yo. You're saying you don't think that these <laughs> Lakers could beat the team that got swept by the New Orleans Pelicans last season? That's what I'm saying <laughs> I mean, to you right now. Are yes. you kidding me, dude? Yes. Portland? No. Yes. No. Portland is not the team. They can't defend. OKC, I'll give a chance because they can actually stop people. But Port- Portland and Denver, like, they got to get out of here. Bro, I got, the I Lakers just don't show it to me on a regular basis, yo. Like, I mean, it's not, it, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not that I'm saying Portland are world beaters. I'm just saying that against that Lakers team, I think that Portland can, like, they can impose their will on them for sure they can. Like, it's not, right. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying Portland is just like they're the NBA champions of the world. It's nothing like that. But at the same time, what have the Lakers shown me, like, even with LeBron, with LeBron, without LeBron, whatever, like it's just that team, you know, like on right. paper, when you say the names and you list them off name by name, yeah, they're a talented group of guys. Like individually, they do a lot of things great. I love Kuz. I love Lonzo. I love a lot of their players, Josh Hart. But together, bro, it just it in the playoffs, it just does not look good. And this is a team that's it's not like the last couple of seasons. They're playoff tested. They've been battling and having these close. It's, it's not that. They're not but they that. got playoff Rondo, Mari. They're Listen, hey, you okay. <laughs> Mari, Mari I, I think we should have a wager here. If the Blazers and LeBron Lakers play in the playoffs, okay, uh-huh. there should be a wager on an amount of Murray's okay. being in your hair. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Waz wait, wait, wait. and Mari, there wait, has to be I some. Cause I was, was it, yeah, isn't that I'll the Nuggets, you, I'll though? Tell you this. I'll tell you this because I told I, – I, I think I know some little backs story why Tom said is because I told Tom a story. I showed Tom my can of Murray's and I told him I had this can for like two years. And what is Murray's for the people? Uh, first of all, Murray's for is, the white people. Is, is, yes. is, is, um, you know, it's a, it's a wave grease, you know, so it's a hair product uh, to help you get your wave stepped up way quicker, you know, ahead of schedule, right? You know, you, uh, you might, you damp your hair a little bit with some, you know, some warm water, let that breathe, throw a little bit of Murray's in there. Just like a, just like maybe a, Index finger, you know what I'm saying? Not, but not you much, said you if you put too much, if you put too much, it's gonna look like, uh, like either like you're gonna look like Jadena or like it's gonna look like a conk or something like that. It's gonna look crazy. So you know, so, so you don't want to do too much. So I know that's why Tom said this because he said it's a certain amount of Murray's that we should wager on this. Listen, if that when that time comes, we can talk about it, man. Because I, I trust yeah. in ball game day, man. That's my favorite play in the league. I'm gonna oh, okay, so this, this is this is a pick of the heart. Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but I, on, so bro. I get what I get what Mariano's saying. Here's the here's the one issue that I've got. I don't think LeBron's coming back before the All Star break. I mean, it, it's coming up really fast, and and a groin injury is super serious. At, at the best, he's back what, like the fifth of February, something like that. He's not Man, even he's not playing five now. on five. He's not doing anything. Um. <laughs> This injury will probably be with him all season. This is just how groin and hamstring injuries tend to work. You don't just come back. I mean, I understand that, you know, he has a tendency to get healthy very fast. Yeah, uh, but he's but had injuries that old man injury. for a little while before, like the back injury the first year back in Cleveland. And he was um, gone for two weeks and then r- came back and everything was fine. Magically. Was it fine, though? I thought he was kind of kind of. 
I feel like he, that was he the solved worst his back injuries in the offseason. Yeah, exactly. That was the worst of his Cleveland season, though. Like right. by far, that was his worst statistically. Um, you know, I guess there's no other way to be bad besides statistically. But you know what the hell I mean, man. That was the that was his worst. That was his worst season back, and you know that injury didn't go anywhere. Um, Bob, and then, you know, with this, with this groin, it's not like an ankle or, you know, or even an MCL or something like that. It's just like straight up. You just got to rest and wait for it. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, if you watch the big number from a few weeks ago, you know that this is a really fast paced team. The way the Lakers play is uh, they get out and run. So it's not like he can sit back like like the Rockets can and he can ease his way back into the game. As soon as he gets back from his groin injury, he's going to have to be 100 percent. Because he's going to have to run, run, run in that offense. So it's going to be a little bit different. It's not like they're a slow it down team. This is a, a team that likes to go, get out and run. And Lonzo's um, out till March. All right. Bob for marketing wants to know, um, do we like how the Lakers over the last couple of years have retooled this team? Um, letting Julius no. Randle go, getting no. rid of D'Angelo Russell. Um <laughs> Letting Brooke Lopez go. Do we, do we, do we in hindsight 2020 blame the Lakers for how they look right now? Or well, is this so just have, kind of part of the plan? They have no player development whatsoever. That, like they, they literally don't even have a shooting coach despite drafting all these guys that can't shoot. That number one right there. That's an indictment mm-hmm. of the entire franchise. They have rested on the fact that they are the Los Angeles Lakers and that they just assume they're going to sign any free agent they want, even though it's not really true. Uh, LeBron's like the first guy and he's there because he wants to make movies, not because he wants to play for the Lakers. I mean, the, you know, right. right. I mean, like, let's just be honest. Executive producer. I mean, people and, like to, people like to kill that D'Angelo Russell deal, but they, they ended up with a 27 pick behind it. They got Cal Kuzma. Yeah. Um, yeah, but how often like, is the 27th pick worth? No, anything? it does. But at the same time, D'Angelo Russell at this point in his career where Lonzo's at yeah. stunk. He wasn't good. Oh, no. And he absolutely. was a snitch. <laughs> but hold up. But here's the thing. <laughs> this is a league-wide issue. This isn't just the Lakers. Teams give up on point guards way too early. Point guards and bigs are never. <laughs> Dennis Smith. Yeah. yeah. Right. They are I, I rarely think, any good by uh, until like year four or five. I mean, it just you know, it takes you know forever. What, you know what's crazy? You're you know, here like, first. The, re- the reason why the Lakers get – or I, I, I guess this is how it is for me. This is the way I see it. The Lakers get – a like a, too much credit and maybe too much blame because they get to control their team for the most part. Like that's what it looks like over the last 10 years. It's like it, when, when they're bad, it's because they did. It's not like the league is like against them. It's like the Lakers, they dropped the ball. Like they're the only, they're, they're, they're the only teams. Yeah. They're the only team that when they make a good deal, the Lakers did that. Like, this is not anything like that's the Lakers. Like everybody wants to go play for the Lakers. Everybody wants to be a part of this. It's Kareem. It's Shaq. It's, you know, everybody else. We get it. So when they're bad, we have to blame them too. So, you know, now, however you feel about them, it's on them. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I actually like the, I, I like the team. Like I, I told you, individually, I like these players. But as a team, I don't know what it is because as much as I like these individual players, I'm not – if I'm a Western Conference team, I'm not scared to see them in the playoffs. Like I want, I want to see them to send. Like we're gonna send them home. Like they, you they know were I mean? keeping, they were keeping the powder dry with the young guys, not moving them last summer. But yeah. the truth was, everything they've been doing has been geared toward making a trade or signing free agents. That's it. Mm-hmm. They've not done anything to make these young guys get any better. 
they're not going to get better on their own. It's just not how it works in the NBA. That's fair. And, and I mean, like D'Angelo Russell went to a perfect situation. If, if the Lakers did what the Nets did, which is focus on, we want to uh, have a player development focused uh, training schedule and all this stuff. I mean, you look at the guys, Spencer Dinwiddie, who, who was probably better than he looked initially, got healthy, but also got better. D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, who came in injured. They got him late. They made him a better player. Jared Allen, Allen, they drafted at 19. Uh, and I was high on Jared Allen coming in. Had no idea he was even going to be this good. Again, right. the Nets have just done a fantastic yeah. job of making sure these guys are in a position to succeed. Fam, the, whereas the Lakers are just like, hey, you're in L.A. Yeah, they, they operate step up like or old, get out. You know what it is, Dave? <laughs> to me, they operate like an old football team before free agency. Like They operate like the old Pittsburgh Steelers, where it's like – we got all these Hall of Famers on this team. Like, whoever comes in after this, you got to be a Hall of Famer already to come here. Like, we're not going to – Well, they act this, you know like they're going like, to be. This is the thing is that they yeah. act like, hey, you're a Laker now, so you're instantly – like, you get 10 bonus points uh, yeah. on yeah. your jump shot or whatever. No, and, and whatever and, yeah. and whatever position you play, you're already compared to the GOAT at that position. It's like, oh, you a two-guard? Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, like, oh, <laughs> I think the problem with – you know, especially what Dave is bringing up is, you know, they are operating with the mentality of, all right, we're going to get these guys, these young guys, and we're going to flip them for proven dudes that could play with one of the greatest players ever, get us back to where we need to be. But the fact of the matter is there's nothing, I, I don't want to say there's nothing attractive about Brandon Ingram, say, Man. right? Like, I have no doubt in my mind that if you went to San Antonio, He'd be just way better mm. than what he's yeah, but you showing. You can say that about anybody. That's wow. any player. Right. Look at, look at but it's because yeah. San Antonio yeah. does that. Said that. <laughs> the Lakers don't do it. The Lakers, their whole thing is, well, we're going to draft these guys and we're going to trade them. We're going to package them and we're going to trade them for Anthony Davis. Well, guess what? They did this thing where they kept their powder dry. They didn't swing on Kawhi Leonard. They didn't make the big offer that San Antonio couldn't turn down. Um, they didn't do it for Paul George. And it's come back to now bite them because they were trying to keep the powder Why dry, is, but they got a Why hole in the keg. Big mistake to me. That was the 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 big 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 mess up because it's like, man, you know, and and I'm sure because of course Anthony Davis signed with Clutch over the summer, so I'm sure the idea was like we like Kawhi, but we love Anthony Davis. And so that's kind of where they probably put their focus. And they're like, look, we, look at all these young guys we got. But they don't have Josh the Hart is showing us already. Davis. So what, unless they're going to sign him as a free as a free agent. Remember, yeah, they, they want to add two stars. They got to trade for one and they can sign one. That's where they're at right now. Yeah. Mm. Guys, when is when is Brandon Ingram going to develop? When he leaves LeBron. Fam, I feel like he's going to be – I feel like Brandon Ingram is going to be like um, – like Rudy Gay, and it's like there's no no disrespect to Rudy Gay, but like like a lot of times in Rudy Gay's career, as it got later in his career, everybody was like, oh, this he about to turn the corner now. This is gonna be it, and then he'll have like a five game stretch where you like a boy, hey, all right, and then the next season you like, okay, this gonna be it. I think and then he got to San Antonio. Probably, yeah, yeah, that's just exactly. Wise's point right there. Exactly. So I think I think that's how it's gonna be. It's gonna be Brandon Ingram is gonna be in this perpetual state of. No, that's B.I. Like he, you know, he can do and he's talented. He's he's definitely talented. It's just that on that team, what is his ceiling? If you're going to be part of this system, what is the like? It's too many questions. I right think, now. Like, OK, here's the problem he's with Brandon and Kevin Love. Here's the mm, mm, no, nah, oh, okay. yeah, right, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> here's, the, here's, the, here's the problem with Brandon Ingram, right? Um, 
you he needs to have the ball in his hands to get better at the things that he's already shown that he has a capability with, right? Which is cool. Um, but at the same time, especially if you're you already have LeBron, like Brandon Ingram's never gonna develop into some guy right, who has right. the ball in his hand most of the time on a really good team. Yeah. Like, if he's the secondary or the third guy who has the ability to do things with the ball in his hands, then that's cool. But if he's your primary playmaker and, like, scoring option, your team's not going to be good. And he doesn't shoot well enough to be the secondary guy because he's no threat. He's no threat on the corner. He's what Wall and Bill needs. Like, on paper, that's what Wall and Bill need. They need need their three to be. Yeah, he'd probably be better than Otto Porter, sure. No, 100%. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I I disagree. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Otto Porter's a 45% three-point shooter and, and actually is a really good defender. So I, I just, yeah, I'm I'd rather have Otto Porter. One. Yeah, but it's tough, that's, man. But that's another thing about Ingram. I think he has an incredible defensive potential, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know that Luke Walton or whoever is on the Lakers staff are the people to get it out of him necessarily. Right. But defensively, man, I've watched him, you know, string together three possessions against guys like KD on defense. And I'm like, damn, I've never seen anybody be able to do this on KD. I sound like a hypocrite when I talk about uh, Brandon Ingram because I'm always like, they give up on young guys too early. They give up (laughs) on young guys too early, but Brandon Ingram is garbage. By the way, I I think Brandon Ingram's going to be fine. I think he's going to be okay. On the Lakers, though? No, not on the Lakers. Exactly. That's the issue. Right. And and again, I think that the Lakers made a mistake. They held on to these guys. They didn't trade them. And their value is only getting worse because LeBron's not playing. That's that's the thing that I look, Dave, to me, to me, we can't stop making excuses for these guys that they're too young. Right. When when LeBron is on the floor with them, they don't play very well. When LeBron is gone, they don't play very well. So Mm -hmm. what is it? And I think you're right. Like, I think you're right is like player development. When you have Brandon Ingram, who people right or wrong are comparing to Kevin Durant and Rudy Gay, he's got no three point shot. If you're going to have LeBron James on your team, you want him to turn into Kevin Love where off the ball in the corner, whatever it is, he can shoot. He does not want to shoot. He does not have the ability to shoot right now from deep. And that's a problem because he's not going to have the ball in his hands. So how are you going to make an impact of those young guys? Lonzo Ball is the best three point shooter. Think about that. Kuzma, Kuzma, 30%. Ingram, 30%. Josh Hart's like 30%. Yes. 32, and at maybe. least those guys. Josh Hart's they, down to 32? Woo. They're, they're just not good. Woof. I mean, seriously. Like, and, and out of those guys, Kuzma, I think, is probably the most useful because he actually can score. Like, he can get you buckets. Um, he, will, he will take – like, he will actually take shots. Yeah, he the rest of those guys LeBron. sometimes go through these these stretches of avoiding shots. I mean, we know uh, with Lonzo shooting forty one percent from the free throw line or whatever it's at right now, you know, he was avoiding contact like crazy. wasn't trying yeah. to get to the line at all. There's just all these things that that can hurt your team. I mean, the stuff I complain about with Brad Stevens' offense, it's not the Lakers' offense that's the problem; it's the players. <laughs> they just they don't have any good players. So, you know, LeBron should just take the rest of the year off. I, you know, I, I want LeBron to be healthy for next year. Or do they go out and now that he's been released by the Chicago Bulls, uh, Chicago Bulls legend, Carmelo Anthony, are they going to sign Carmelo? Yes. 
Yes. I mean, I think they will, but it's not going to, it's literally just going to exacerbate all of the problems we've already been talking about. Yes. Like it's yeah. just going to be more he of will a, shoot though. You, it's going to be a good movie shoot, though. But you can't sign Carmelo at the detriment of Brandon Ingram, who's supposed to be the centerpiece of a trade that gets you the second best play in the NBA or whatever AD is. Yeah. Like you can't do that. <laughs> again, they, the AD trade, it's not happening. Unless AD comes out and says, I am only going to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. Man, the clutch sports needs to needs to hire me. They need to Ooh. put me in charge of talking to AD. Okay. Okay. Because I have a beautiful blueprint. Yeah, let's send Waz to New Orleans. About well, how, it? how it is AD <laughs> can convince other teams that it wouldn't be a good idea to trade for him. Just say it. It's not hard. <laughs> It wouldn't be a good and the type of things that I can do as a superstar, as a bona fide superstar, because it's one thing to trade to have a, you know, and we joked about this on the show a thousand times. It's one thing to have a disgruntled. Be quiet. I do not work for a clutch. That's not funny. It's one thing to have a disgruntled Iman Shumpert on your team. Right. <laughs> Where he's like, I want to trade. Right. <laughs> right. Just tell Iman Shumpert. Literally to go, you know, pork himself. Like, That's get right. out of here, bro. Like, retire like Nurkic did. You know, so uh, it's one thing to have that on your hands. But when a guy the caliber of KD is disgruntled, yo, your whole organization is going in the tank. I'm sorry. Like, we're submarining your whole life. If I'm KD in his camp and I'm in the teams that, yo, you don't want to trade for me. But again, and we said this already. AD has never shown himself to be this type of fire starter. Right. At any point in his career. College, New Orleans, throughout this whole season and this whole ordeal, he's like, um, even when he says, I don't want to be in New Orleans, he basically they ask him about money, which is code for New Orleans can offer you the most money, raw cash next year. And he said, money's not going to be the determining factor, which is AD's nice guy way of saying, this team is doomed. I'm not resign no extension what not they have doomed. to offer me is not, not something doomed. i'm interested in they beat memphis last night by 20 without ad which brings me to my next point guys oh boy what's going on in memphis bigger oh, staff it's tw- they've lost 12 of the last 13 games gasol Man. and conley just met with the owner <laughs> like I, I, Bickerstaff was that's the a weirdest bad hiring, loss, man. man. It, that's it made no sense whatsoever. Loss with uh, what, what did with Bickerstaff AD? show as far as a coach that um, you know, I know he, a lot of times guys get thrown into interim opportunities, and it's not like necessarily fair. Which is like you know, you can say it was an unfair way to judge his his coaching resume so far, the interim um spots that he got. But like, why do teams think he's dope? They don't. I mean, I don't know how he got the head job there. Uh, there, there is a certain likability with him, I, I believe, and that's great as an assistant coach. But I mean, we saw him as a head coach in in Houston. He didn't really do anything when he took over there. I don't get. I don't know, man. Uh, he must be the nicest guy of all time to get that job. That's it. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. But the thing. The thing is. The thing is like that. That. That Pelicans team without Anthony Davis when uh, Okafor is just lighting you up. Um, that's not good. 
That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. Um, another thing is you, you mentioned Lonzo Ball and his free throw um, issues. Hassan Whiteside, who I wrote, I wrote a preseason feature for BR, uh, glorifying Hassan Whiteside and saying this could be the year. This could be the year he takes Two the leap threes. and gets to be an All Star. 0 for 14 from the line in his last 14 tries. He hasn't made a free throw in his last 14 tries. Are we sure he's trying though? That see, that's <laughs> always the issue with Whiteside. Like I shooting mean, free throws. Sure. I don't know, man. Like they're better off just playing bam out of bio. We're getting point. there. We're getting there to that point. Um, is that, the, that's not the worst contract in the league. Is it? Oh, uh, well, is Chandler Parsons contract still count? Uh, it's John wall, man. It hasn't kicked in yet. Well, no, Chris Paul was Chris Paul. Uh, that's true. Catch to me, man. Yeah, it might be Chris Paul. Uh, so, Walsh, was, would you rather have Chris Paul or John Wall for the next three years? Mm, depends on the Rockets. I'd probably rather have Chris Paul because he can shoot. Um, although his release well, takes ten can't, years, can't but shoot he can this shoot. year. But, he's, but he has a proven track record, though, Dave. Yeah. Sure. Wet and open shots and contestant shots. He's also oh. now old. And uh, well, he wasn't old last year and he was good. Well, so. but the hamstring, right? So the hamstring injury has aged him. Damn, uh, he tried so hard actually. to beat Golden State, he ended his career. He, I mean, honestly, like a hamstring and the groin, man, it is two of the worst things that you can injure. Uh, but James Harden, I think he might be the MVP right now. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. So Chris Paul blew his hamstring. Uh, Kawhi Zaza injured him, and then uh, LeBron popped his groin all against the Warriors. Mm. Yeah, but rule the, of threes, the, Jade. Rule of threes. The, the LeBron thing. The only thing about that is that it happened on Christmas Day and not in the playoffs. So we know LeBron wasn't right. actually killing himself that day. Right. In the finals, I've seen him like literally try to die, trying to beat the Warriors, <laughs> like, like literally going balls to the wall. Like that's not what was happening on Christmas. Uh, Sorry, Dave, James, I cut you off. You said, "Yeah, that's right." James Harden, James Harden is ridiculous. Uh, he's averaging forty-one point six points per game in the last twenty-one games. The only right, reason well, that good. Houston is back, well, I guess Clint Capella a little bit, but. Pretty good, man. Harden's been good. Um, we've seen him go on tears in the regular season before. Obviously, not quite to this extent. And again, you know, every year he comes back with a better step back jumper. And the question is always, is he gonna make it in the playoffs? You know, and it's but that's all of the stuff that he does. Like, well, is he gonna get to the line twenty six times in a game in the playoffs? You know, uh, I think we I think we've seen enough evidence to know that the answer to that is no. No. But, right. <laughs> but, but for Dave's point this year, is he the MVP? I, isn't this kind of dependent on how the Rockets close this out? Because they just lost Capella for a long time. We're going to Kenneth Fareed now. Uh, we're playing Kenneth Fareed and Eric Gordon and they like mismanaged annual house. And it's like if they slide down to the, the seven or the six or the even the eight. You know, does that does it? Aren't we in basically a a, a Russ MVP situation again? Yes. Like, aren't we running back just that the same narrative? Yeah, yeah. And and I you have, know what, Daryl Morey, our guy Demo, Demo, is that what you call him, Jay? Demo, Demo. Oh, uh, <laughs> I remember a couple years ago Momo. when when Russ when Russ won the MVP. I think he went on the radio or something and just said, "Whatever happened to winning?" 
You know, right. I thought winning was important. Now I'm interested to see what the argument's going to be if if uh, James Harden wins like 46 games with the Rockets. They're a seven seed, eight seed in the West. Suddenly, that argument about what happened to wins is going to be a little quiet, right? But Demo's going to have an argument. I mean, I think that's what we can guarantee is that he will have something in the bag (laughs) to explain this. (laughs) And if he goes to the, hey, this is a historic season, the best offensive season ever. Well, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double. So by uh, many people's standards, that was the best offensive season ever if you're averaging a triple-double. So not that not that people can't change their arguments or or become, you know, a little bit more evolved in your MVP arguments. But James Harden, I don't think people quite understand that, like, he's averaging, like, six points more than the next highest guy. Six yeah. po- Like, it's not – Yeah, people- it, the dom- it, it, the guy averages 35, 36, and he's, you know, he stays at his true shooting in, like, 62 percentage. Like, it's going to be ho- – and obviously what he's doing with the playmaking, when and if he can, it's going to be hard uh, to keep it away from him. But the Bucks might finish with probably the best record in the league, and Giannis is – you know, he's Giannis playing, is the MVP right now. He's playing way. incredibly well. Like, and, and, and the Giannis thing is like, even when he's not having his great shooting nights, he doesn't have bad games. Like he can't have a bad game. He does so many things yeah. well on the court at this point, where it's like every night, this guy is contributing to W's. It's incredible, man. He throws up 30 and 15 with like five or six assists. And I'm just like, huh. Two blocks, three steals. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's guard, and Giannis is one of the few people that actually guards one through five. Like, yeah. you know, he's making a great case. Is, and I would is, love to see him win it. Is Giannis the best player in the league that's not Steph Curry? No. Mm. no. I mean, what? A, what well, LeBron Steph Curry is the best Giannis. player in the league. I, I think Steph Giannis Curry's the best still, player in the league. Is that what right we're now. saying nowadays? Yeah, yeah. I think Giannis still gets away with. Uh, most of his shit being effort. It's all effort from him. He's still going. He goes harder than anybody else, but he's not as talented as most of the other like top, top, top players. Yeah, and he, but it's he's added physicals. some wrinkles to his game this year. Obviously, one of the wrinkles hasn't been a consistent jump shot, but he's added some wrinkles, some counters when he gets in and around the basket and stuff. Um, it's not all just powering through people, although it's mostly just that. But I don't know, man. If we're calling Steph the best player, then I still think LeBron is right there. Like, I still do. And because, like, at the end of the day, if you look at what he was able to do with the Lakers when he was trying, that team's good when he's trying really hard. And we just established that the the rest of that team is not good. It's one dude, you know, driving that engine when they're anything worth talking about. So, no, he's not better than LeBron. He's not better than Steph. Not better Man, than Davis. I would, not, not better he's than not better than AD. I'd put him right there with Kawhi, though. And I, I think James Harden's better, too. Honestly. Then, then Steph? Yeah, I, I think I think James Harden's better, too. Um, So, he, you know, I'd put him right there with Kawhi and, and the Russes of the world. Or even though a lot of people say Whoa. Russ ain't even in anymore. Russ got to hit free throws again before we get him yeah. back in this conversation. Yeah, Russ Hayden's having a field day this year. Shouts to Andy Lou and... Uh, <laughs> Sam. Sam Fendiari. So, all right. So, Giannis, uh, did you see that Utah guarded him with Rudy Gobert a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I remember that. That's that's an interesting thing to look for uh, once we get to the playoffs with him because the lack of shooting is going to allow them to do to basically zone up against yeah, Giannis. That's fair, but Rudy is. Un, you know, usually, 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 <laughs> uh, 
great. Rudy is unusually tall and lanky, though, right? Uh, like, how many people, when they put their arms straight up, are as big Can as hang with there? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he's... He's an alien that way. I don't think I don't think you could say put Boogie Cousins on my man. You know what I mean? Like I, that's not gonna work. You can't just throw any old center on him. But Rudy, I mean, is, you know, he's when, impressive. When the way. Warriors played the Bucks, uh, what day is? When was this? Paul George like, ain't no damn MVP of the NBA. Sorry, he ain't I think the they MVP just, of this league. Not this NBA. They just dropped Draymond back into the paint, and they—I mean—it's just the strategy against Giannis is just to invite him to just run into the trees, you know, everybody down there, and just let him let him go for it. If he if he gets higher than you, if he gets past you, if he goes over you, you know, then you I guess you have to live with it. But yeah, like just put your biggest, longest player on him, drop him back, force him to shoot. Like I feel like in a playoff series, he's he could still get exposed like that just because he's young. And it's like he's still only twenty three or whatever. Like we still got so another five years of this shit before he <laughs> before he's like peak Giannis, which is just horrifying. But you know, it's like I, I he needs he needs some sort of juice if he's gonna steal this MVP this season. He needs to like pull away from the Raptors and get the first seed decisively, or he needs to have a crazy month. You know, well, I think the Bucks month. have that in him. I, yeah, have the, I, I think, think the Bucks yeah, have another I, gear that they can hit. Um, I mean, it helps that Bledsoe in a contract year has been awesome. Uh, Middleton, I don't think, has too. even been that great, and they've been really good. And I think that once he comes around fully to what we know Middleton can be, I think they'll be even better. And, and you know, Brooke Lopez has been kind of huge for them, spacing the floor kind of playing that Ryan Anderson in Houston role where he's shooting, shooting from like 30 feet out and you actually have to guard him. Yeah. Best and that's part about just Brooke is that like, even if like my, like that game against Jokic where I think he had eight threes and Jokic just looks so frustrated because he's he going to want to go out there. Oh, he's, he's playing up on him, but Brooks too tall and puts the ball way too high in the air. And it's like, even a seven footer can't stop Brooke Lopez from putting up threes. Like splash mountain, by the way, is fantastic. one of the best nicknames of anybody in the league. That's that's what they call him, Splash Mountain. I love it. Uh, but yeah, th- I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks actually have a good shot at making the finals. Uh, the Raptors are probably the team that's best built for the playoffs. But yeah, uh, I think the Bucks have you that know, thing where they look, can get. I hot. think Boston is best built for the playoffs if if mm. Kyrie do mm. listen, 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 listen. If Kyrie's actually trying to play point guard, well, like, it, you got to give Kyrie the ball. But Brad Stevens will not give Kyrie the ball. Hold this on, is hold the on. Issue. Can we talk about this whole Kyrie calling LeBron situation that happened last week? Did we get to that on on this podcast I, last week? Everybody knows they've got a a documentary coming out, right? On the 16th championship. Yeah, I've I've okay. I've seen this on the internet. There's a doc coming, so people are saying it was staged. Um, oh all of this stuff. I, we need Jade to weigh in because he's the social media expert. You know, the crazy uh, thing for me is that, like, when I heard, and as somebody who's been skeptical of everything Kyrie's ever said in public, somebody say staged. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> speaking of Kyrie which, calling the calling Middle LeBron. East on March 2nd, you can watch us on stage. On a stage, baby. Yeah, with our Go fresh new tickets. flyer out Keep there. Keep going with that promo, Tom. Uh, back to back, count the dings live. MIT Sloan Conference weekend, March second at Middle East, eight o'clock. Tickets still available, but they are running out. If you want to catch us, if you miss the the LA live show, if you miss the Brooklyn live show, 
We're gonna hit Boston, and but I mean, when I say we, I mean Waz. <laughs> Big Waz is gonna be in Boston. That is gonna be fire. Go get your tickets. <laughs> uh, you know, first of all, guys, um, Tiki Torch people out in Boston. I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. This is only entertainment, guys. Relax. Like you we don't those want tickets any just now. You can't return them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is only entertainment. Uh, do not. Come to the show in white tablecloths, okay? All right. Like, this is only entertainment, guys. Speaking of documentaries. Make it to the Middle East. Uh, You know, it's going to be towards the end of the Sloan Analytical Conference, man. Every single one from the back-to-back crew, Count the Dinks crew, will be out there. And, of course, you know we always got special guests. Um, Boston will be no different. It's going to be very, very fun. Uh... Can't wait, man. Waz and I with a very special hate on Boston segment, I, I'm hoping. Oh, man, I can't wait to hate on the Celtics. But no, but seriously, though, <laughs> but seriously, though, but, honestly, watching Kyrie actually play point guard against the Raptors, where it's like, you know, he's dissecting them one-on-one, and when they do try to send the extra man, he's diamond people up. That's great. I'm sorry. This is the best season of his career, that's man. Scary. Yeah. He's, that's scary he's playing defense. Watch. Yeah, he's playing defense. Look, Kyrie, it's time to start thinking about Kyrie being in that, you know, that upper tier of player. Yeah. Um, the issue is Kyrie doesn't draw contact when he mm-hmm. when he has the ball in his hands. So like he's like five free throw attempts a game he short of being James goal. Harden. He's that's just it. he's shooting three and a half, three point four a game, something like that. Hey, that's that's not Dave. enough. Dave, to your point, the uh, I remember when Griff came on uh, this show and talked about how if Kyrie wanted to be the best defensive player in the league, like a perimeter player, he could. Anything he puts his mind, if he wants 18 assists, he's going to go out and get 18 assists. If he wants to stop you defensively, he can do that. He's that talented and can put his mind to doing that. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his last like 10 games or so, he went – Zero free throws against Brooklyn, one free throw in the next game against Indiana, zero free throws against Miami, back to back to back, one free throw those entire three games. And then against Orlando, he had 13 free throws. Part of this is function of the offense. Then the assist totals. If you want him to be Mr. Assist guy, he's going to be like one, two, three, four, five, six assists. And then the next game, he's going to have 18. Yeah, I just need him to go James Harden. Buckets and assists, right? In order to do that, (laughs) in order to do that, he needs the ball in his hands. And that offense, the the whole, like everybody needs to touch the basketball. I get it. Like I I can understand the mindset, but that team needs Kyrie Irving to just have the ball. See, see, but that's the thing, Dave, that, that ops, that um, approach works when you don't have somebody who's special with the rock in their hand. Right. <laughs> like that's the smart way to play. Like the, it's it's hard for the defense to guess where the ball is going. And, you know, if you do that to the defense when you don't have somebody special, then cool. With Kyrie, it doesn't matter if the defense knows he has the ball. It doesn't matter. He's going to cook whoever is in front of him. And if you empower him to be like Kyrie, um, our only well, Gordon Hayward is probably the 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 best playmaker on the team. The second best player is probably Al Horford. Kyrie, we think you could be better than both of those guys as a playmaker. Go, why don't you go out and do that and get buckets and yell at people afterwards because you're actually making this whole thing hum. Because like down the stretch against the Raptors, it's not even just that he was getting buckets. It's like 
He was diamond up Paul Horford. He was giving the ball up when he needed to, man. You know, I just think they need to they need to empower him to do that. Yeah. Up, uh, you're muted, Jade. I, I thought someone said, "Please, no more James Harden talk in the chat." <laughs> that just, just <laughs> must have been me. No, no, one James Harden is is more than enough. I, you know, but the truth is, man, like Kyrie, he's just such a special player, and I hate to see um, him not be able to do his thing. Like, I mean, he, he's so much fun to watch. He, basic he, Brad know, Stevenson, basic, basicing up the offense. Exactly. I mean, I actually think they, they really could use an offensive coordinator. They could use a guy like, like a Steve Kerr type that, that wants to, uh, you know, like put these guys in the best positions to succeed. Like a Dave Dufour type. I mean, you know, so here's my offense for the, for the Boston Celtics. Give Kyrie the ball, run some high pick and roll and everybody space the floor. (laughs) Ding. Yeah. I mean, I'm a genius. I'm a genius. <laughs> but, not, but, worried, not worried about egos, huh, Dave? That's no, what you're not worried no, about egos at all. Because especially right. somebody like Al Horford, who expert screen setter, like incredible, can do the pick and pop, is like, why why wouldn't you be doing this? I don't good question. Let's ask him when we're in Boston. I'm gonna track him down. I'm gonna ask him, hey, how come you don't run pick and pop? With Al Horford and Kyrie Irving. And also, by the way, Horford is a great passer. So it's not like you just stuck with him shooting or rolling no. to the basket. Yeah. And they also have too many guys. Like they've got a few issues there. Um, they're they're at their best when they've got Aaron Baines. I actually think Aaron Baines and Horford should be playing together. Like they should just go ahead and start those guys together. It's I don't know, man. It's interesting. It's it's a weird situation. Uh and I think May said it best. You- before we wrap up, because because we've gone an hour and a half here. I know. Oh, I know we have? We, yeah. It's, it's I missed you guys. Wild. I wasn't on last week. So, we you know. Get the fire. Fire for Oh, fire. No, we're saving that. We're saving that until Harper comes back, Jay. Yeah, yeah. We got We got We'll do that on the mailbag. Well, I got I to gotta be on. I got to be on for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. On Friday. No. It's honestly no, going to take four yeah. hours. Not unless you believe it's a conspiracy. The whole thing or the yes. documentary? No, the whole thing. No, the, the guy is a, the the guy is a plant, a, Dave. The whole thing is a giant game brought to you by some crazy Illuminati faction. Okay. Space right now. And that was basketball. <laughs> <laughs> basketball. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. I'm just going to say this. Paradise, fire. Paradise, fire. Paradise, fire. All right. Are we done? Yeah. No. <laughs> Wait, we're oh. not. Paradise, fire. Paradise okay. Fire. Okay, now we're done. Right. <laughs> How's Ja Rule not in jail? That's the question. Oh, boy. He had no idea, uh, dude. He just he had nothing to do with it, Dave. He's just but he masterminded pawn, the whole thing. Just a pawn in their game. It was Bob his Dylan vision. Said. He's only a pawn in their game. Oh, look, he had my. nothing to do with it. Now, he, now we're quoting Bob Dylan. Yo, that whole time, Ja Rule's just drinking. Honestly, every time yeah. I see him, he's drinking. Then the best part was the fucking phone meeting at the end where he's screaming at everybody. That's not fraud. That's not fraud. That is, uh, I would call that uh, false advertising. Yeah. <laughs> no, was, no, 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 no. That it's was not like, fraud. It's not fucking fraud. Fake advertising. I mean, I would say it's false advertising, maybe. I mean, I just could tell you, man, the whole thing's just false a False advertising giant... is a crime, guys. I mean, a fraud. We'll get into it Friday, yeah, but, but yeah. Dave, got to bring back that uh, that guy who went off on Messi. That's greatness. 
That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. Been a fraud internationally since he started his career, and we're seeing it really come to the surface now. Fraud. The whole thing, man. It's a giant. It's just a. It's a movie. The whole thing's a movie. It's a real life movie. All That's right. it, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're done. All right, thank you, thank you to okay. all the uh, patrons who joined us. We will, yeah, see you, you guys. My cat right. was here the entire time. She made a oh, whole what's guest your, What's your cat's name, Miss? That one's Bella. Bella. Cristiano Ronaldo can play with any. Michael Carrick sucks. Derek Fletcher sucks. What is happening? I'm making a point. I'm making a point that Ronaldo didn't have, didn't have Xavi. Ronaldo didn't have Iniesta. Zinedine needs a damn can play with anybody. And he did it constantly at Juventus, for France, Real Madrid, scoring in the final at Hampton Park in Scotland. He could play with any Ronaldo, fat Ronaldo from Brazil. Could play with anybody and win. That's greatness. That's a goal. That's a guy you respect. Fraud.